Thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Today's show is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. On today's show, we recap the horrible weekend in Baltimore. That should be fun. I have thoughts about an Orioles Twitter account's tweet about bandwagon Yankee fans, and I'll share my thoughts about the first 10 games of the season so far. So buckle up. All that is next on Locked on Yankees. You are Locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Yankee fans. It's Monday, April 18th, and we're still recovering from this weekend in Baltimore. Even though we weren't there, most of us, we were here in New York or in other places watching the Yankees look absolutely horrible two out of three games. <laughs> so welcome to today's episode of Locked on Yankees. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Yankees, all one word. You can listen to us on every podcasting platform available, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch us and subscribe to us on YouTube. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Yankees. <sighs> so if you don't know, I made a video last night, posted it on YouTube. It was about 13 minutes of me talking about the Yankees and what happened this weekend. And it was a bit of a rant but kind of a tame rant for me. Um, you know, if you know me personally, you know I can rant with the best of them. I didn't want to seem like a maniac, so I kind of tabled it a bit and didn't flip out too much because we're only 10 games into the season. But it was a very frustrating weekend watching the Yankees flail away, not score with runners in scoring position. Saturday was fine, but they scored all their runs in a bunch in one inning, which is what they like to do. And Saturday's game was another one of those strange games full of delays, and it t took forever. And just, you know, I, I recall looking at the TV and thinking to myself, how is it only the sixth inning? <laughs> so, yeah. Friday night, absolutely horrible. Absolutely horrible. I, you know how much I don't like the extra inning rule, but I thought maybe because the Yankees were on the road and they were the first team to have the rule happen for them in the top of the 10th, that maybe things would work out a little better. But of course, they did not. And Baltimore won 2-1. And then yesterday's game. Oh, I... Yeah, I don't even I don't even know what to say. I said it all last night, but I need to say it again because some of you didn't hear me. It was so frustrating. It was just, oh my goodness. And the Yankees had an issue last season closing out series. Usually the Sunday game on a weekend, they would lose. But usually if maybe they won two out of three to begin with, <laughs> and I said this in my rant last night, you can't have a punt game 
Aaron Boone, if you don't win the first two games of the series. If you split, why are you punting? Oh, dear. The Yankees needed this off day. We needed this off day. <laughs> I know I needed it. Especially after yesterday, watching Nestor Cortez Jr. pitch the game of his life. He even threw an immaculate inning. And if you go to Yankees.com, I have it on my computer. I have the tab there. It's all about Nestor Cortez and his immaculate inning and his really great outing. Nothing about the fact that the Yankees lost. All the headlines are just about him. It's almost as if they want to ignore the fact that he didn't actually win that game. <laughs> his offense betrayed him. His bullpen betrayed him. But as I said last night, I'm, I'm really not going to blame Jonathan Loisica or Lucas Lecky. The bullpen was kind of due for a game like that. You don't want to see it, obviously. That was a really bad outing by Jonathan Loisica. But the offense, you have to score. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Nothing is what you're doing. I'm sure Josh Donaldson thought, I'm going to come to the team and I'm going to help. He helped on Saturday, but he didn't help yesterday. No one helped yesterday. Poor Nestor. And funny thing about yesterday, around the league, only 14 home runs were hit. Baltimore scored all their runs on um, singles and doubles. They didn't hit any home runs in that five-run explosion. 14 home runs. No, 15 home runs in 14 games. That's nothing. <laughs> I saw that it was the lowest total for home runs since September of 2014 and the lowest total of home runs in that many games in a day in April since 1993. Did MLB forget to give out the juiced balls this weekend? What's happening? <laughs> Could that be it? Could that be the problem? I don't know. Guys were pitching games of their lives. Andrew Heaney. Former Yankee pitched amazingly yesterday. Granted, it was against Cincinnati, but he did strike out Joey Votto three times, and Joey Votto is Joey Votto, so he had 11 strikeouts, I believe. What? What is happening? What is happening around baseball? Why do these guys leave the Yankees and do so much better? And it shouldn't be happening, because for the most part, the Yankees pitching staff has been wonderful so far. As I said in the rant last night, sure, the starters are only lasting four and a little bit, five on the nose, but that's a product of the shortened spring training and the lockout, and that's understandable. And the bullpen's been good up until yesterday. It was just a bad outing for Jonathan Loisaga. It happens. But the offense needs to get its stuff together because it is looking too much like 2021 and 2020, if we're being honest. And that was not fun. That was not fun. It was too up and down. I can't sit through another season of... The Yankees looking really terrible for 10 games, then looking really good for a bunch of games, then looking terrible again. I want them maybe start slow <laughs> because, you know, they've done that in the past and then pick it up and keep going. Keep the train rolling like in 09, like in 07. What was the other year that they did that? Like that kind of a year. 
None of this up and down stuff. If you're not watching me on YouTube, I'm waving my hands like a roller coaster. I like roller coasters in real life. I don't like them during the baseball season. It's not fun. It's not fun for any of us, honestly. And the Yankees can't be, you know, farting around, hoping that other teams will lose some games. No, I said it again. I said it last night. You have three other legit teams in the AL East. The only team without a chance to make the playoffs, unless they keep beating the Yankees, are the Orioles. <laughs> the Orioles will be better than they were last year. They were putrid last year. And I said last night, they have a lot of good players. They just don't have enough to make the playoffs. They're almost there. They're knocking on the door, but they're not there yet. And the Yankees need to do what the Rays, the Red Sox, and the Jays did to the Orioles last year. They need to do what they did to the Orioles in 2019 and beat up on them. They can't have another 11-8 and split against the Orioles when the other three teams, the Rays absolutely destroyed the Orioles last year. I think I saw a Bob Nightingale tweet that since 2020... Since September 1st of 2020, I think that was the date I saw. The Rays, the Jays, and the Red Sox are 53 and 15 against the Orioles. And the Yankees are like 15 and 13. Something crazy like that. No, you guys have to do better against bad teams. All bad teams, not just the Orioles. You have to do well. We like when you do well against the Red Sox and the Blue Jays and the Rays, obviously. But you need to beat up on bad teams. That's the problem. In a moment, I'll continue this rant, and I will let you know about a tweet that didn't sit well with me. But first, Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. And as I said last week, there is a line for major league managers. Who's going to get fired first? And Aaron Boone is at the top of the list, which I find kind of hilarious but going by what happened this weekend (laughs) he's not getting fired anytime soon find all the latest sports developments league reviews and news including this year's basketball playoffs what about that game between the celtics and the nets i feel bad for anyone who bet because um they didn't cover but that was an exciting game And you have the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to the playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So thank you once again for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. And for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. They have recaps of Major League Baseball games with analysis from all of our local experts, taking fans through the season like no other network. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, shall I continue this rant? (laughs) I know, it's the same, it's, we're all thinking it. It's not just me. We're all thinking the same thing after this weekend. What? can the Yankees do to get better at hitting with runners in scoring position? Because clearly it wasn't the hitting coach's problem. (laughs) They got rid of them and got new ones and it's not working. The bottom of the lineup actually, well, they helped a couple of games, but 
it's pretty much a black hole. (laughs) But as I said the other day, when you look at the Yankees lineup, at least the first six slots, sometimes the first seven slots, however Aaron Boone makes it out to be, that's an excellent lineup. You know, it's not like the old Yankees lineup when you had someone like Robinson Cano batting eighth because they were so loaded. But it's pretty damn close. And these guys are just so all or nothing. They can't string together hits. They can't get hits with runners in scoring position on a regular basis. It's absurd. And they need to get better. I don't know how they can get better. I don't know. if Someone needs to light a fire under their ass. I know Boone got ejected, but, you know, with the off day, it's not going to do anything. (laughs) With the off day and the plane ride to their next destination, that's not going to do anything. So let me talk about this tweet because it it bothered me. I, you know, like I I, I can't stand (sighs) trash talking from horrible teams. I don't even like trash talking. I learned, okay? I learned in 2004 Do not trash talk before a series is over. I learned my lesson well. Most Yankee fans did. Okay. The Orioles on Masson account, which is verified on Twitter, tweeted last night, a series L and no Lakers in the playoffs, tough weekend to be a Yankee fan. So I said this is dumber than Buck not pitching Britain during the Orioles' last playoff appearance. And then I said, you know, yes, gloat in April. That always works out. And then I had an Orioles fan friend, friend of mine on Twitter, come at me. Why can't we have fun? It's just fun. Yankee fans always throw the 27 rings in our face. Does the Yes Network do that? Or is it just random Yankee fans on Twitter? And... Don't get me wrong, I can't stand the 27 rings thing. I really can't. Our last ring was in 2009, people. Our last ring. Their last ring. I am not one of those people. I don't say we when it comes to the team. The last ring was 2009, and it's actually 26 rings and a pocket watch if you want to get technical. But anyway, I don't like that nonsense. I don't like that trash-talking stuff. I really don't. So that bothered me last night. And I think it bothered me because I was really just, like, you know, geeked up from the series and just annoyed by everything that happened. But I don't think an account that covers a team should do that. Like credentials, like a team that covers, um, an account that actually covers a team like the Yes Network. I'm different. I just have a podcast. I'm a fan with a podcast. Yes, I was a baseball writer for a little while there. But, you know, I've said this many times. Abby and I spoke about this. She's a journalist. She went to school for that stuff. And she writes very well. And she gets hired to get, you know, to write. And I podcast now. And I'm not a journalist. I don't have credentials. I don't go into press boxes. So I do this show from a fan perspective while trying to be (laughs) as even keeled as possible, even though last night I went a little off the rails, but that series just did things to me. So yeah, I didn't appreciate that tweet from Orioles on Masson. Okay. And I think I have a right to not because I'm not, again, I'm not one of those people who gloats about 27 rings. It's stupid at this point. It's 2022. 
They haven't even made the World Series since they won in 09. Just stop. Stop doing that. Stop it. For the love of God. So let's go into um, more stuff about the weekend. Oh, so, okay. I mentioned this last night, but I wasn't sure about what actually happened. But so Kyle Higashioka did toss <laughs> Nestor Cortez's immaculate inning ball into the stands, but the Yankees got it back for Nestor Cortez. That's funny. That's really funny. And, you know, it, uh, players are usually in tune with that stuff. You know, they usually know when things happen. They know when it's a guy's first base hit. They know when it's someone's, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of other things, like a, like a milestone strikeout. Like, oh, my God, he struck out, you know, 1,000. Or it's someone's 1,000th run batted in. Like, they'll... I just find it so funny that Kyle Higashioka threw the ball into the stands. <laughs> it's a good thing they got it back. Um, and good for Nestor Cortez. Again, uh, it's a bummer that your offense didn't do anything for you and that the bullpen decided yesterday to be the day that, to blow up. But good for him. He looked amazing. And, you know, it took until he left the game. Well, all right, it took a little later, too. But it took until he left the game for the Orioles to do anything. So... Yeah, I just, I feel bad for him because that was a really good game. And I'm sure he got the championship belt in his locker. As you can see, I have a few behind me. They are not mine. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a bunch back there. Anyway, I'm sure he got the Yankees championship belt. And, um, you know, I'm sure he's proud of his performance, but I'm sure he's bummed that his teammates couldn't help him out. Because we're all bummed that his teammates couldn't help him out. Whew. Speaking of, I don't know if this is about helping out. Well, you know, Built Bar helps you stay in shape. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> I eat them all the time. And they have puffs now. They're the first protein-infused marshmallow. And they're covered in 100% chocolate. They're good for you. It, they're just excellent. They come in really good flavors. Churro is amazing. That's my favorite one out of the puffs. Coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, they're going to be your new favorite thing. And all Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're low calorie, high protein. You can replace your candy bars with them. They even taste better than a candy bar in some cases. And if you go to Built.com and scroll down to the macros chart, you'll be blown away. And our favorite flavors, let's talk about them. I always talk about mint brownie, but coconut, coconut, almond is good. Raspberry, Sully of Locked On MLB and Jason of Locked On A's both like the raspberry. And at Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then they figure out how to make it healthy. I really don't know how they do it, but they pull it off every time. So go to Built.com, use our promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that's LOCKED15. 15 for 15% off at built.com. So let's talk about the first 10 games of the season. Two out of three against Boston. Fantastic. If you're not watching on YouTube, I am giving a thumbs up. I was pleasantly surprised with that series. First game had me worried. Second game had me worried. Third game had me annoyed. Again, Sunday game. What is with Sundays? Is it because I don't have Sunday tickets anymore? Because they used to be really good when I had my Sunday plan. 
Sure, I saw some stinkers on Sundays throughout those 15 years that I had the tickets, but for the most part, they did pretty well on Sundays, and they haven't done well on Sundays in a really long time. So, uh, hmm, if I can afford it again, I might have to get a Sunday package. Maybe I'll do that for next season. We'll see. Then the series against Toronto. Two really great games. They shut that offense down, which is not easy to do, which shows you how strong the pitching has been for the Yankees so far in these 10 games. And I said before the series started that I was hoping for a split. Obviously, I would have hoped for three out of four or a sweep, but I knew that those two would be impossible. So I said two out of four. Yay. That's what they get. Then in my head, I'm thinking to myself, they're going to Baltimore. They're still looking slightly similar similar to 2021 and having their issues with the all or nothing problem where they're either hitting home runs or not doing anything. But I was hoping that they could win two out of three in Baltimore. Wasn't expecting a sweep, but I was hoping for two out of three. And then it happened the other way. (laughs) But they started 2019 losing two out of three against Baltimore, and then they didn't lose to them again. But 2019 was a special year. It really was. That team, it felt like that team could actually make it to the World Series. I really thought they were going to. Just because of everything that happened with all the injuries and all the different IL trips and the guys that just kept coming up and performing for them. Mike Tuchman comes out of nowhere. You know, Cameron Maven comes in. Like, all these guys that just came in helped them stay afloat, more than stay afloat. They won 103 games. (laughs) Like, what? Any other team, and I said this during that season because I had that show that season, any other team that had that many injuries happen would not have done as well as the Yankees. And for some reason, everything was working for them. And sure, they had some problems, but you win 103, you're having a really good season. And doing that with that many injuries was incredible. And I don't know what happened. (laughs) You know, 2020 was odd because it was only 60 games. Would they have been... You know, would they have kicked it into gear or would the entire 162 have been similar to what the 60 game season was, which was very up and down because 2021 was like that. But the thing that killed him in 2021 was not beating the Orioles. You can't go 11 and 8 against a bad team. You just can't. And my brother had told me about a year Was it 85? I think it was 85. The Yankees did really well in 85, but the Blue Jays did just a bit better. If there was a wild card, I think the Yankees would have made the the playoffs because they won, I think, 95 or 97 games. They were really good that year. But there was one team that they did really badly against. Maybe the Brewers? Is that who it is? I wish I had the story straight in my head, but it was something like that. Look up 1985. Let me know if I'm wrong in the comments. I'm, I'm sure you... A lot of you would like to do that. Um, But it's important to beat up on bad teams. I said this in the last segment. I'm going to keep saying it. It's important 
important, that's the word, to beat teams that you should beat and not, I don't know, I feel like the Yankees lack that killer instinct that they need. You know, someone had mentioned today that the Blue Jays look like they're having fun when they're playing. The Yankees don't. And I don't know if that's a product of what's happening. in the, You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if they're going into games not having fun or if it's a product of them being frustrated because they can't get the big hit in big spots. You know, the Blue Jays have their jacket that they give out. You know, I feel like 20, 2017 was a fun team. You had the thumbs down thing. I mean, it happened in the second half, but that was a fun team to watch. And they looked like they had fun on the field. The Yankees need that and they don't have it. And maybe we'll see it when they start playing well. They will They will play well. They're not going to be bad all season. They can't be bad all the season. Not with the pitching that they have. Even if a starter craps out, you have that bullpen. The bullpen is good. Matt, Matt Blake, I don't know what kind of special powers Matt Blake has, but I mentioned it last night. Clay Holmes. I mean, where the hell did he come from? Pittsburgh. But where did he come from? <laughs> There are certain guys he's, you know, it's a miracle what he's doing with some of these guys. So I'm not worried about the pitching. I'm worried about the offense. But I'm not panicked about the offense yet because, again, it's too early. But, you know, they go 5-5 five and five in their first 10. Not ideal, but, hey, it's better than going 4-6 and six or 3-7, and seven, right? Because the way those first two games against the Red Sox started, it didn't look great. Thankfully, they came back and won those two games. I just don't know what they need to do. I don't know if Aaron Boone... I mean, Aaron Boone has played with the lineup enough in these first 10 games. It's like he has a... Like he's trying to play lineup bingo or something. Lineup Yahtzee. <laughs> and I... I get it. There's matchups you have to think about and, you know, the handedness of a pitcher, especially because the Yankees are so righty heavy. But they need to get more consistent. But the hitting coaches also need to show these guys that they don't always have to hit home runs. You can poke a single to the opposite field every once in a while. If you see every fielder to the right of second base, poke your bat out and try to bunt. Just try it. You never know. You could get a double if you do that. And I know a lot of people don't want to see someone like Joey Gallo or um, who else do they really shift for? I'm trying to think of someone else that they really shift for. But Gallo should just, you know, put down a bunt. He did it last season once and it worked out really well. Do it again. Just try to make contact. Although... I shouldn't say that because they are making contact. It's just not great contact. They're hitting it to guys. They're hitting it to double plays. And whew, it'll work itself out. I'm going to be positive to close out this show. Okay? The Yankees are going to have things working out for them at some point. Might not happen right away. <laughs> it might take a little while for everything to hit on all cylinders, but it'll happen. But I'm hoping, as I said earlier, that when they do hit 
on all cylinders and the pitching's working. The defense looks good as long as Aaron Boone doesn't play Glaber Torres at short. Aaron, what are you doing? And the hitting gets rolling. Maybe it'll be an instant where they just roll through like the second half of the season. And maybe they'll get it into their thick heads that they need to beat bad teams and not come out and collapse against them. You know what I mean? They need sw- the, the Yankees need swagger, is what I'm saying. They need swagger. And they have guys on the team who have swagger. Did you see Josh Donaldson's bat flip the other day? I wasn't very happy about the trade, but I liked that. And I'm not... I'm not one of those people who doesn't like bat flips. Bat flip, moonwalk, you hit a home run against a major league pitcher. You should be excited. You should show off. I liked that bat flip. I'd like to see more of those Josh Donaldson bat flips. But I would also like to see more of these guys hitting singles and doubles and getting hits in big spots. So can we do that? Can we do that? Okay. I didn't get to my minor league uh, recap, which I said I was going to do last night in the rant, but I didn't get to. So we will recap some of the stuff that happened in the Yankees minor league system on tomorrow's show. But for now, that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can listen to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Thank you for all the views of my rant last night. And let me know if you want me to do that more often because, hey, I can complain about the Yankees with the best of them. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on MLB. Now make your second listen of the day, Locked on MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present, and it's free and available wherever you get podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. Enjoy your Monday, and I will talk to you tomorrow.